Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That is our goal here every single day. It's your daily life improvement experience, not home improvement. Life improvement. There's plenty of those. Uh, We're here to give you the tools to help you grow in all areas of life. And we love doing it every single day. I've devoted my life to this the last uh, few years after brain surgery and having my own epiphanies and saying, I need to do things a little bit better. Well, guess what, friends? That's what we do. Right, Queenies? That's right. Kelsey and Pooja, otherwise known as Queenies. Every single day. (laughs) That's right. Um, and we're getting better every single day, right along with you. That's the cool part is we're on the journey with you. We don't know everything. We want to learn more. And every day we throw a little new nugget into our lives and we change them. But today we're going to throw some major nuggets into our lives. Lots of nuggets. Lots of nuggets. Um, and if you remember this at the end, because you're going to hear a really incredible two-part series with Dr. Joe Dispenza, who is changing people's lives, um, and changed my life as well. Um, if you go to mariamenunos.com, we will link that in the summary of this. We have these things called life hack blogs, and we will give you the shorthand tips of all of this in there. So you can just listen to this freely on your hike, on your treadmill, wherever you guys listen. We know where you listen, you heel squatters out there. Um, and so wherever you are, afterwards, you have access to that. So do not forget. Also, if you go to the website, I have my favorite you know, shop items. You can pick my, you know, favorite fashion and beauty and all of that and other amazing experiences like our Patreon, if you want to go deeper and we have monthly heel events as well there. So check it out. It's a little bit of fun for you. Uh, Our quote of the day comes from Dr. Joe Dispenza. The only way we can change our lives is to change our energy, to change the electromagnetic field we are constantly broadcasting. In other words, to change our state of being, we have to change how we think and how we feel. So today we're going to be talking about how to change your thoughts, to change your reality, how much we are in control of our lives. And we've given so much of it out to the environmental, you know, factors to 
other people to other things. And we're just being dragged into this kind of future rather than creating our future and getting excited about it and how we're thinking all of these negative thoughts and we're, we're wasting our energy reserve every day on anger and fear and stress and worry. For me, all of those were consuming me and giving me, you know, depleted energy levels. And I needed coffee around the clock to keep going because I was misusing my energy. Um, and then that was getting me sick. So having studied Dr. Joe's work, um, we did do an interview with him years ago, but now I've really dug deep and it's life changing. As you all know, um, I've been talking about this for a very long time now. Today, we have Dr. Joe Dispenza in studio. So honored. He's an international lecturer, speaker, researcher, corporate consultant, New York Times bestselling author, and educator. He holds a Bachelor of Science degree and is a doctor of chiropractic. He's a researcher of epigenetics, quantum physics, neuroscience, mind-body medicine, and brain and heart coherence. He's driven by the conviction that each person has the potential for greatness and unlimited abilities, and his interest lies in demystifying the mystical so that people have all the tools within their reach to make measurable changes in their lives. I now count myself as one of them. In our first episode with Dr. Joe, he shared his journey that led him to his work, healing his back from a massive car crash, multiple breaks in his spine, solely with his mind. I cannot wait to dive deeper today into his work and share and hopefully inspire you to take control of your thoughts and your life and redirect them to a blissful experience. So without further ado, here is part one of my conversation with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Dr. Joe Dispenza, thank you for being with us. Uh, I'm so happy to be with you again, Maria. I'm so happy. It was funny. Uh, our mutual friend, Kristen, wanted to have you come back on the show. And I said, no, 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 let me do the event first. I need to know what everyone else knows and I want to go through all of it. So now this is going to be so much better. And I started thinking about all the people that you interview. I'm like, I wonder how many of them have done it because I listened to their interviews and I'm like, I don't think they've done it. So this will be a very unique one. No, that's a, I, I would love to have that conversation. It's the difference between going down the slopes once and going down the slopes and get really getting, you know, into it. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and you had moved me after our first episode, I read, um, the placebo effect and I was using a lot of the kind of principles with my mom and her cancer journey. And I know it was super helpful. Like my mom and I, we never thought the worst. We only thought positive thoughts and we, you know, her chemo wasn't chemo. It was her healing pills. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we did little things like that along the way, but this week and the months of leading up to it of doing the formula first, the progressive course online, because I did all of it. Thank you. Uh, and you probably had a better experience because you did. I thought everybody was so lame that didn't because I had such profound experiences before I even got there. Yeah. I got to the point the week before I showed up where I looked at my husband, I said, I think I could pick up a car with my happiness, with my joy, and just with a smile hoisted up over my head. That's how I was feeling. And nothing else had done that for me. And then I went to the week long and life completely changed as you I'm sure have heard a zillion times and it's lasted. So when I've gone to other events, my husband will be like, oh yeah, I'll talk to you in three days. And he laughs because it doesn't really last. Um, not that they haven't been impactful. Yes, there have been lessons I've taken, 
but this has completely changed me. I am a whole new person. I am completely new. And I want to share with people, obviously, the basics for anybody who's new to this um, and just all of the things that I've seen. And maybe through me, they'll be able to learn a little bit more because I was not someone who was ever going to go to a meditation event. And this is what I do for a living every single day. My goal every day is to get better and help other people get better along with me. And we're on this journey and we're going to find all these things, modalities and, and, and new perspectives and really try to, to get there. But meditations were tough. (laughs) And I had gotten onto yoga nidra and that was cool because they were taking your awareness to different places, which was actually a nice setup. Uh, But nothing has been this. I keep telling everyone and I wrote it in my notebook. This was my notebook from the event. This is the way there's no other way. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that. So, uh, I guess we start with the basic principles of the work so people can kind of understand what it is. Because yeah. it's not just meditations. No, I mean, I mean, I think the most important thing is that we're in a time in history where it's not enough to know. We're in a time in history to know how. And, and what I venture to do is take sound scientific information. I think science is the contemporary language of mysticism. I think science is what allows us to demystify that process. And if we talk tradition or religion or culture, it divides an audience, but science creates unity. So my job is to build a model of understanding that people could reason with based on science and, and bring in as many different branches of science for them to understand it intellectually, theoretically, philosophically. But the application personalization, the demonstration of that knowledge, you know, is, is, is getting your behaviors to match your intentions and initiate something. So my interest is to get people to go from thinking to doing, right? Mm. And, and to demystify the process so that people have within their reach all the measurable tools to begin to apply them to their lives. Okay. So, so it's a really simple thing. Um, you know, your personality creates your personal reality. That's it. And your personality is made up of how you think, how you act, and how you feel. So if you keep thinking the same way, you keep acting the same way, you keep feeling the same way, everything stays the same in your life because nothing changes in your life until you change, right? Mm -hmm. So turns out if you keep thinking the same way, making the same choices, doing the same things, creating the same experiences, and feeling the same emotions, or responding to your life in the exact same way... um, you keep doing that, your biology tends to get more rigid. Uh, we fire and wire the same circuits, we hardwire our brain, and they, it only takes a small stimulation or a small thought or a response to someone or something. And like a sequence of thoughts, it's, it just turns on automatically. So, Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating, 
rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. So your biology, your neurochemistry, your neurohormones, your genes, everything stays the same because you're the same. So crisis and trauma is always the thing that gets a person to really start looking at how do I really change, right? So, so we want to tell people, let's not wait for that. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's learn and change in a state of growth and inspiration. So, so if you keep doing those same things over and over again, the middle life period, we, we become very, very programmable. So in order for us to change, we have to become conscious of how we think. We have to become really aware of how we behave, what our habits are, even how we speak. Now, this is a tough one. We have to really look at the emotions that we live by every single day and, and say, wow, this, this actually could be unworthiness. Uh, this could actually be guilt. But if you're too busy with your cell phone and your social media and you're too busy with your kids and running around and your environment can distract you from these feelings. So my interest is to get people to retreat from their lives, right? Just for five, seven days and, and remove the constant stimulation in their external environment that reminds them of who they think they are as a personality to separate themselves from the people they know and the places they go and the things they do at the exact same time, and then fill their brain with knowledge and information and then remind them that they're actually creating their life. So if your personality creates your personal reality, and that means then if, in order for you to change your personal reality, you gotta change your personality. So the, one of the basic core principles of our work is really uh, this concept of change. And what is change? How do we change? Why is change so hard? Because mm-hmm. we all say it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> change well, is hard. I is. used to say that too. I'm like, Kevin's so good at changing. I'm not good at changing. <laughs> turns out I'm really good at it. Yeah. Once, <laughs> once you know how yeah. and you understand the formula, it gets very simple to really all of a sudden sit with yourself long enough. This is what I want people to do. I want them to sit with themselves long enough that they can become so familiar with, the word meditation, to become familiar with, to become so conscious of their unconscious thoughts that they don't go unconscious of them in their waking day. You know, that belief like, I can't, why can't I change? Or why is change so hard for me? Mm-hmm. To become so aware of how they speak, how they act, if they blame, if they complain, if they make excuses, they feel sorry for them, if they judge other people. I want them to sit with themselves and look at those programs to become so conscious that they don't default and go unconscious again. And then then sit long enough uh, with those emotions where you really don't reach for the cell phone now and you're curious to see what's on the other side of it. Or you're given a tool to help you get beyond it, right? If I give people numerous opportunities to overcome themselves, because that's what it is, mm-hmm. and numerous opportunities to connect over and over again. Sooner or later, it's going to start to create some movement. So then the person should then, in that place called the unknown, start thinking about what thoughts they do want to fire and wire in their brain. And with intention and attention, when that voice is saying, I can, it's too hard, I'll never change, this becomes the louder voice 
and that voice and nerve cells that no longer fire together, no longer wire together. Okay, so if I keep that up, I can install hardware that can become like a software program, which would be like the new voice in my head that says, Maria, you actually can change. It's not that hard. You, you actually prove that to yourself by getting beyond that thought. There's something on the other side of it, right? That's called the unknown. If you closed your eyes and thought about how you were going to be in one day, just with your family, with your relationships, with your job, with your coworkers, in traffic, how are you going to be? Like, what would greatness look like? If you took the time to really rehearse those scenes in your mind, you would do the exact same thing as thinking about them. You would begin to install more hardware, priming your brain for the act to cause your brain to look like you've already done it. That's what the research shows. So I want people to remind themselves of who they do want to be and get very familiar with it. Fire and wire, fire mm-hmm. and wire. And well, then and focus equals feeling, right? So if you're focusing on it nonstop, you're going to start to feel it. Which is the next thing. And the last thing then is, which is the toughest part for people, because we've been programmed and hypnotized into waiting for the event out there to occur to take away the lack or the pain that we feel inside of us. So the event produces the experience of when the wealth comes, when the relationship comes down, I'm going to be happy. Well, turns out you got to feel it in order for it to happen in the quantum. So if we can teach people how to self-regulate their emotional state, right, and feel the feeling before the event, the body is so objective that it doesn't know the difference between the real-life experience that's creating that emotion And the emotion that that person is fabricating by thought alone, the body's believing it's living in a new environment. Well, the research on epigenetics says it's the environment that signals the gene. Okay, well, the end product of an experience from the environment is an emotion. So when people are embracing these emotions ahead of the environmental experience, they're signaling genes ahead of the environment. They're actually, their gratitude is actually healing them. Their wholeness is moving them back towards health. Um, their empowerment is taking them towards success. They're, they're generating abundance. They're feeling more worthy. Uh, and, and, and it turns out when we measure what happens, there are dramatic biological changes that take place in one week that actually suggest that that person is literally living in a new environment and they're in a ballroom. And there's not a lot that happens in a ballroom. And I keep saying to the scientists, where are those chemicals coming from? <laughs> Where are they coming from? Where are they coming from? They're not, there's no exogenous substance that the person's taking to make these wonderful proteins and these wonderful enzymes and all these metabolites. It's coming from within them, right? So then I think the big thing, Maria, is that people do the best with what they think is available. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know that you can heal yourself, you'll make the choice that everybody else makes. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we have such great evidence that suggests that you actually can because we have great evidence and testimony. We have people doing it mm-hmm. with all kinds of cancers. We talked to them this week. Yeah, and, and we, I was in Panama last weekend. We had a woman on the stage who had a severe cancer, no ounce of cancer in her body anywhere. We had another one on the stage this weekend in Denver. Same exact thing. It was, it was all over her body, tumors. She's a physician, up and down her spine, nothing. Oh, I just got the chills. So, so you, that's the four-minute mile. I always laugh when it's a, a physician, or not laugh. I'm always like, kind of like, wow, because how can they go back to the other way yeah. when they know this is yeah. a much more powerful and much more successful way? That's 
an well, interesting once you dichotomy. know, you can't not know, right? But the yeah. cool thing is, is that the conversations that we're having with physicians and researchers now, I mean, our data, people say, are you saying meditation does this, meditation does that? I say, no, 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 I'm not saying that the data is saying that. I'm, yeah. I'm really, I'm, I keep telling the scientists, I'm more surprised than anybody. <laughs> I'm really, I keep saying, wow, I can't believe this is the truth. I can't believe it because... This is no longer pseudoscience. This is this is the real deal. So, so when the when we see a cancer researcher standing on the stage with a sarcoma, uh, and, and she's tried every chemo and every uh, drug trial, and and she's not getting mental, she starts to realize she has to change. And the science makes sense to her. The application, the personalization, the initiation is something that she does because nothing else is working. So she's got to believe in this possibility. And in order for her to do that, she has to believe in herself. And lo and behold, she found the cure for cancer and it's been within her yeah. the whole entire time. So, well, it's so, like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. Well, yeah. It's like you had the power all along. Yeah, exactly. So, so we, have, we have that testimony that's so exciting. And then we have such great scientific evidence, you know, and evidence really is the voice mm -hmm. now. And so I think that when people become aware that it is possible, once you're conscious of something that you're unconscious about and you actually see the four minute mile in front mm -hmm. of you, um, you're more prone to actually accept, believe and surrender that it's possible for you. And I think uh, we see this at week long events, just like a, an infection spreads amongst the community and creates disease, health and wellness becomes as infectious as disease. And the data keeps surprising us, surprising us, surprising us. And these are common people, mm -hmm. just like you and I. When you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. So so the concept of transformation is a really important message. And, and we use meditation as the mechanism because I want people to become so familiar with their old personality mm -hmm. self that they don't default anymore and keep reaffirming that new personality. It's so much easier to forget that vision than mm -hmm. to remember it. So you gotta constantly remind yourself, reproduce the same level of mind. You gotta constantly emotionally embrace it. Keep conditioning the body, the thought and the feeling, the image and the emotion, the stimulus and response. You're conditioning your body into the future instead of waking up every morning and remembering your problems and those problems are associated with people and objects and things at certain times and places, and every one of those problems has an emotion associated with it. So people are remembering their past and they're feeling the emotions. They're firing and wiring the same circuits and feeling the same emotion. They're conditioning their body into the past, and that's why change is so hard. Because the moment you step out from doing the same thing and making a different choice, there's going to be some discomfort because the body subconsciously has been programmed emotionally into the past. 
So the, the moment you make a different choice, you're stepping out of the known into the unknown. The body starts influencing the mind to return back to the familiar place. That's why people have difficulty changing. And yet, if meditation is the model to become so familiar with your old self and so familiar with your new self, how many times do we have to forget until we stop forgetting and start remembering? That's the moment called change, mm -hmm. okay? Give people the tools and let them practice and they'll actually start enjoying it, okay? But if you're not being defined by a vision of the future, uh, I assert you're left with the memories of the past and you'll be predictable in your life. So you wake up in the morning, you see your co-worker, you see your husband, you see you're on a Zoom call, you're picking up your cell phone. For most people, it's the environment that's actually causing them to think and feel equal to everything that they know. So it's not their personality that's creating their personal reality. It's their personal reality that's reaffirming their personality. It's their environment mm. that's controlling the way they feel and the way they think. Why? Because every person, your husband, your coworkers, your, your employees, your dog, your cell phone, every one of those things, you have a neurological network that you've actually created because you've experienced them. And because you've experienced them, you have an emotion associated with them. So if we're not being defined by a vision of the future, when we see the same people and we go to the same places and we do the exact same thing at the exact same time, the environment is controlling the way we feel and the way we think. But if how we think and how we feel actually creates our life, as long as we're thinking equal to everything that we know, everything stays the same because nothing changes in our life until we change. Okay. So the conditioning process, the thought and the feeling, the memory and the emotion, you're thinking in the past when you remember your problems, you feel the emotion associated with it. You're, you're conditioning your body to become the mind of that emotion. And it's so objective. It's believing it's living in the same past experience 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And, and now you're headed in a very specific genetic outcome. Okay. You get up, you get up in the morning, you do the same thing as you did yesterday. You go through this whole routine and you keep doing that. Your body's on autopilot now. And a habit is a redundant set of automatic unconscious thoughts, behaviors, and emotions that's acquired through repetition. Habit is when you've done something so many times, the body actually knows now how to do it better than your conscious mind. That means <laughs> your body is the mind that's dragging you into that predictable future based on what you did in the past, and you lost your free will mm. to a set of programs. Yep. So then, okay, so meditation then becomes really, really essential because we're either living in the familiar past, which is the conditioning process emotionally, or the predictable future, which is the habituation, right? Yeah. That's the anticipation of the same, of yeah, the Yeah, you're just being dragged in the future and just like a rag doll thrown around. That's, that's what it feels like. And that's karma. You just take up your yesterday and just lift it up and set it on your tomorrow, yeah. and you're, 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 there's no unseen hand doing that to us. So, okay, so now let's think about meditation and demystify it another way. Okay, the environment is that seductive. It'd be a really good idea to close my eyes and disconnect from the environment. Let me play some music in the background so I can't hear the coffee maker. Uh, I'll close the door. It'll, the music will fill the space. I won't hear all, any ambient sounds. Okay, let me sit my body down. It's been the mind. I've programmed it to be this way. It's Explain always, that for people because that's yeah. always hard. Okay, so you sit down in a meditation. Five minutes goes by and you start getting impatient. Uh, well, what's impatience? That's your body saying, hey, what's going on? I need some emotional... I need something from my environment and we need to get up and do something. The moment you start wanting to get up and do something, most people would say, I, I really can't meditate and they quit. 
that's because the program, the will, the, they've lost the free will to that program. But if you say, um, that's not going to happen today. No. And you say, get over here. And you settle your body back into the present moment. You learn how to do that. Or as you say, you're, tame the beast. Yeah, well, you were settling down the animal. And when you do that, you're executing a will that's greater than the program. Then your body says, hey, Maria, it's uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. This is when you usually watch the news and have a, an emotional storm. Uh, you're sitting in a meditation. Okay, well, let me help you out with some memories from your past so you could actually feel that arousal. And you notice your body started getting angry and started getting agitated. And most people say, I can't meditate. But if you say, oh, that's my body, which has been conditioned emotionally to be that way, it's going to go back to the past. Ah, let me bring it back to the present moment. Let's understand how to do that. Let's learn the formula. And if you're laboring for the present moment and you're telling the body it's no longer the mind, that you're the mind, just like training an animal, sooner or later it's going to surrender to a new mind. And when it does, there's a liberation of energy. And the person actually relaxes into the present moment, the sweet spot of the generous present moment. And does, does it take effort? Absolutely. But if you ask everybody who does it, or who has done it, they'll say it's always worth the effort. So then meditation becomes really instrumental because to change is to be greater than your body, to be greater than your environment, to be greater than time. And Meditation is a great way to disconnect from your environment, to get beyond your body and all of its drives and its emotions and habits, and not try to anticipate what's going to happen in the predictable future or keep romancing the familiar past and the memories and the feelings. You, you got to get beyond that. That's the, that's, that's the known. The only place where the unknown could exist is the sweet spot of that present moment and teaching people how to stay relaxed in their heart and awaken their brain, that somehow seems to make a significant change in a person's attitude, in their biology, in their health, and everything else. Mm -hmm. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do, snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days, and I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor, and it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios, and then I got addicted, and now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. 
T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I know because I did it. I I told you at the beginning I had a hard time with meditation. I still did it because I was eager. I knew people were having breakthroughs with it and their lives were changing. But sitting still for 20 minutes and doing TM didn't work for me. Um, and then I tried different ones. Some of them felt really good in certain periods of time. And then I would switch to something else. And then I was doing yoga nidra before all of this came back up. And then my friend Marie Forleo, who had gone to your event in January, came back. And she said, you got to do this. And I'm like, I'd rather poke out my eyeballs than do a meditation event for a week. I can't meditate for 20 minutes. What am I going to do for a whole week? And she said, I'm just telling you, I feel like you. there's a calling for you to go do this. And she said that she felt like a snake that came out of her skin. And something about that connected. And I go, oh, shit, I got to do this. And I got right on and I started the formula. And... I just spent the whole day. I tell the girls, I'm like, it's like when you have to clean that one room and you never clean it and it's, it drags and it, it holds you down. And then when you start cleaning, you feel good and you're really happy. You actually took the day to do that. That's what this is. You just got to spend a few hours, give yourself some time to jump in. So I did. And I kept watching class after class after class. And I got so addicted. And within three days, all of my anxiety disappeared. And then I heard you say it on stage. A couple of people have said that. It was like someone gave me a tranquilizer to my face and my tongue unglued from the roof of my mouth, my teeth unclenched. I stopped chewing and grinding and all of that. And that wasn't why I did this. It just happened because my body wasn't used to being still. And, and that was like so, so helpful. And then I was all in from there. I did the progressive. And then I just kept getting more happier and happier and happier. And I looked forward to sitting in my meditation chair and going in yeah. and feeling those feelings. And I didn't understand everything all the way through. I just, I'm someone who just goes all in and I don't, I don't worry about the things I don't know. I, I eventually figured stuff out and eventually things all connected, but I was reaping the benefits, even maybe getting maybe 60% of it officially, whatever I was getting was making a difference. And the settling of the brain and the calmness my body felt was so unbelievable. And then everything that I was watching transpire during the week was so cool because I would be confronted with myself in so many scenarios. Like a girl fell on me and then, then we went down into the meditation and her bracelets were jiggling and I was getting so annoyed. And I'm like, Maria, this is your week to heal. What are you doing? Don't worry about her bracelets. Tune them out. And then I would tune them out. And then I'd hear them again and I'd get angry again. And I'm like, Maria, this is where the tumor came from. It came from anger. It came from you worrying and stressing and fearing and all these things. And so by the end of the week, when someone else fell on me, it was a whole different story. I was completely <laughs> compassionate. And go, it, sister, go. Yeah, but there were so many of those mirror moments. Like before yeah. we went into the coherence healing, I had a moment. So one of the things I focused on in my new life was my H with my squiggly lines. Mm -hmm. And it was my full mind, body, and soul healing. And I was like, how is that going to happen? That's a tall freaking order. But I was like that's what I want. So let's just say it, whatever. And when I was at the event, I knew the body part because I had seen the testimonials of people healing from extraordinary circumstances. And then 
it hit me one day because I realized we're cleaning our mind and our thoughts. Holy shit, that's the mind. I'm healing the mind. Oh my God. So now I'm two out of three. And then before that first healing, I, I, something hit me and I was always a few steps ahead of you. And it was so funny because I felt things coming probably. But I was like, I can't fully heal if I don't forgive. Shit, I got to forgive my brother. <laughs> and I'm like, I've done this before and it hasn't worked, but I have no choice. I have to forgive him. So I grabbed my phone. Now I had a phone detox that week and I was slightly mad that we had to use it for our, our meditations. But then it actually was a positive because I trained myself to only go in for that and not to look at the other stuff. You always have a choice. Right? So I grabbed my phone to text him. It was his birthday. Wow. And I was like, okay, soul healing. Here we go. So there were so many of these things, even just being there that week, I'll selfishly take one minute to share. Um, I had planned on going to Tijuana to heal the brain tumor. And I said, this is my time. I, I took care of my mom for five years. She passed. It's now my time to heal. And the woman from the facility who I've been working in tandem with for five years with my mom never got back to me. I was begging her to get in there, March or April, begging. And then I'm at your event and I go, holy shit, Kristen got me to this event. I'm miles away from the clinic in Tijuana. And what am I doing? I'm healing myself. And guess what? This is actually, I know 100% going to work. What are the odds that this all kind of came to me and came together? It was really special. So there were a lot of holy shit moments. <laughs> I want, but you know, the, the great thing about that is, A, I want everybody to have that experience. And B, when you're at a greater level of awareness, everything seems to be more connected. That's what the quantum is. So you're playing at that level, the synchronicities, the serendipities, the coincidences are actually informing you that you actually are creating your life. And that's the difference between being the victim of your life and being the creator of your life. Because when the environment is controlling the way we feel and the way we think, some person, some circumstance, some condition, what does that really mean? That means that person or circumstance is actually causing me to think and feel a certain way and and and, and I, I don't think I have any control of it, then I must be victim to that circumstance, right? And yeah. that's a program, right? Yeah. So so I, I realized in my own journey also that if I don't change my response to things in my life, I'll never change. Mm -hmm. so, so it's not even, it's not that you respond, that the question really is how long, right? So when you become aware that your environment is controlling how you think and feel and your response changes, watch out because that, now you no longer belong to the past. You actually belong to the future. So get a coherent heart. We know how to do that really well. Get a coherent brain. We can do that really well. Have people take all of their attention on the, off the material world, off of everything known. Go from a convergent focus to a divergent focus. We got the data to prove that if you keep putting your attention on nothing, on space, somehow the brain gets highly organized. So now, brain coherence, heart coherence, you synchronize your energy to whatever it is you want. And you got to sustain that state. You can't... We've had people that have healed themselves from Parkinson's disease, from cancers, from ALS, literally... Re remission of the condition and then have bad news. And in one hour driving to the hospital, 
all of their symptoms came back after being completely healed for two years. That's how strong <sighs> those emotions are, right? So, so, so in your circumstance, right, I want people... I want people to have those moments where they have to literally choose because I think when it's the hardest, it matters the most. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. So, so all those things where you were agitated with a person having their moment, you know, that could be you having your moment, right? And you would want someone yeah. to just like, like that person doesn't want to do that. They're yeah. just having their thing, right? So, but it was interrupting my thing. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> By the way, you can use those pillows on your back if you want to like <laughs> no, have no, a little lumbar. <laughs> uh, but, but it's so essential because when you, when you realize actually that you have control mm -hmm. over your thoughts, that, that means that, that actually you have control over your brain. And most people, the brain has control over them when it's hardwired. You got to disentangle from those programs and you need a little time. You need a, it, takes, it takes energy yeah. and it takes awareness, right? So the synchronicities that are the side effect of a change in energy, because I've been at this for a long time and I can tell you that uh, nobody changes until they change their energy. And when yeah. you change your energy, you change your life. It's just the way it goes. But having a very coherent brain and a coherent heart somehow puts that Wi-Fi signal out. And now those side effects where everything starts to make sense, then, then you don't want to change the past. You know, you're not saying, oh, I'm this way because of the, you're saying, wow, all of that that's leading to this, mm -hmm. I want, I, 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 this all makes sense. I had to, I had to go this way. Yeah. I've had so many people that were, had brutal pasts. I mean, horrible, horrible circumstances and abuse. The moment they had their moment and they finally broke through, they looked at their entire past and they, they, they realized they didn't want to change one thing in their past because it brought them to this mm -hmm. elegant moment of freedom. And it all, they, she looked back at her betrayers. He looked back at his betrayers and they had nothing but understanding and compassion for them. They didn't belong to the past anymore. They belong to the future. They got out. So the side effect of that now is the synchronicities causing you to say, whatever I'm doing in here, whatever this is that I'm doing that's producing that out there, I'm not so interested in reacting or responding and defaulting back to the old yes. self. Because then I'd be, there would I'd be the same energy, the same feelings, the same thoughts. My life would be the same. So now the big game is, okay, we're doing the meditations, but for what? to get so good at doing it with your eyes closed that you can do it with your eyes open. Yeah, I've been doing that now. Then, 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 then get ready because your life will continue to change in favorable ways. And now here's the thing. My energy was being drained today in a, in a situation. I was getting my nails done and these two girls were having this very intense conversation. And I was like, you can meditate with your eyes open, Maria. And I looked outside and I just started doing it. I'm like, my new life, yes. My other life, the, the things I want. I started like thinking of all those things and I, I came back fully energized. Yeah, it takes a lot of energy to feel anger and agitation. In yes. fact, we- Yes, and, because that was one of the other, so sorry. That was the other big breakthrough. So I was doing the progressive in anticipation of the event and I had another breakthrough. And my breakthrough was, so this is my energy for the day. And I was like, how am I using it? Anger, stress, fear, worry, annoyance, and then go back to all of it. And then I'm totally drained by two o'clock. I need multiple coffees and I'm unhappy and I'm just on that kind of hamster wheel. So once that hit me, I go, oh my God, I can change this. 
uh, the worry and the fear, none of it has served me really. I mean, in certain circumstances, okay. But for the most part, my husband and I still have the same situations. I chose to worry and fear and live in scarcity. He didn't. Guess who has more issues to deal with? <laughs> me. And we have the same thing. So I, I, every day, this is what I think about. I think about my cup and how am I going to use it? Nice. I'm going to use it to create. I'm going to use it to be light. I'm going to use it to feel light. I'm going to, I'm going to create my life and the things that happen, just like you said in your event where people would manifest, you know, something stupid, like a million dollars that week or whatever. I've already had those moments where I've asked for real stupid, big things in my new life. And they're coming to me in ways that I would have never expected. That's the unknown. If you can expect it, it's nothing new because you could predict it. That's the known. It has to come in a way that you can expect. It has to come in a way that you can't anticipate. It has to surprise you. It has to leave no doubt that what you're doing inside of you is producing that outcome outside of you. And when that outcome occurs, you pay attention to what you did and you do it with more intention, with yes. more joy, more belief. And wow, then things start really changing in your life. And, yes. and it has to come in that way that you can't predict. That's the fun part. The brain learns by mistakes and surprises. It's, a, it's time for a few surprises. But it's so powerful that, that this is even possible. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. And so even for example, this morning, my husband had a colonoscopy. I had to get up. I had to take them. They wouldn't let me stay. It was down the street. I came home. I got back into bed and I was a little off. Things yesterday were a little, a little things started to get to me, but I, I shifted and I, I, I caught them. I was conscious of those moments, which was good. So at night I asked myself, what, what could I do better? And what, how did it go? I did all of that. I did my meditation. And then by the way, I do my pineal every night. Wow. I'm impressed. Every night, wow. one to 4 AM. And I wake up on my own and I don't have to use alarms ever anymore. So for anything, but, um, I, I, I got myself into bed and I said, okay, I can't do an official meditation right now because I have to keep the phone on. They're going to call me and I don't want to have a moment where I'm so deep and you know, whatever. So I'm going to do my own version right now. So I just was doing, I was envisioning my H's all the way up my energy centers as I breathed in. And then I breathed out illness and I breathed in healing and I breathed out illness and I was doing different versions of that. And I got myself into such an unbelievable state that was so blissful that the phone rang and I answered the phone and I thought it was the woman calling me for my husband. And some of the words didn't match up, but I was in my, I was still gone. I said, excuse me, could you repeat what you just said? And she said, the alarm went off in your building. Um, someone's broken in. Are you coming? This is ADT. I have a building in North Hollywood. And I said, 
no, I, I can't. I have to pick up my husband in a few minutes. And they said, okay, well, what would you like to do? I said, send the police. So I hang up with her and I start thinking, okay, well, I could call this friend to go by there while I pick him up and then we'll go down there. Ah, eh, fuck it. It'll be fine. And I went back into my meditation and I said, there's nothing I can do right now. And whatever, I'd rather feel like this. And I'm not using my stress in my energy bottle. Nice. But that, that was my greatest test of all. <laughs> of like course. my greatest test of all, because safety and all of that has always been my number one issue. I went back in and then I went, and I picked him up because he texted me and I said, hey, I think we might have to go by the building. He goes, oh no, it was one of our employees that was coming into town and she needed something. So it was a totally random thing. Nobody goes there right now. Mm. And I didn't even have to worry. And I, and because I didn't worry, nothing bad had happened. Well, better yet, it, you didn't worry and it didn't happen, right? And yeah. I care so much more about my health and my healing right now than anything. I'm yeah. like, oh, those are just materials, whatever. They're insured. I can't, I can't get myself sick. Yeah. So I made a conscious choice to not let that drag me back into the holes of fear and worry and stress and anger and all of that. That's a victory. It was a huge victory. It's a victory. And and thank you cuz I wouldn't have had it without you. That's it's a great it's a great testament my to My husband you. might make out with you today by the way because <laughs> he is like who the fuck took my wife? <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> and who is this alien? <laughs> no, it's great though because look, I mean back to the idea of getting so good at it with your eyes closed that you can do it with your eyes open. You could have an hour of a blissful meditation and you can spend the next 15 hours of your day freaked out and emotional and frustrated and angry and impatient and resentful, you're not going to heal. You're not going to heal. In fact, we have testimonies of people who said, God, I started doing my meditations, all my symptoms went away, but my values didn't change. Now, oh my God, what am I, what, what, what is the next thing that I have to change? Now, listen, the, the conversation was, wasn't how come I'm not healing or the conversation is how do I not, how do I heal? That was not the conversation. The conversation was, what do I need to change about myself in order to heal? And then she says, or he says, wow, I'm, I'm spending all of this time in my waking day feeling this way when I'm in my meditation feeling this way. Okay. Now I got to practice with my eyes open. I got to stay conscious and they start rehearsing how they're going to be in that circumstance so that they don't respond in the same way. This is, this is level 101, but it goes, it's the basics, but it's the most profound because, yeah. because when that person started getting really good at catching herself and not responding the same way, her cancer literally the values, everything finally changed because she finally changed mm -hmm. and it's hard to go back. Yes. When you finally do I make refuse. the change. Yeah. And when you finally make the change, it's really hard to go back. I remember in one of my walking meditations, actually my first one, I was like, that's it. And when I say I'm done, I am done. My husband jokes because when I, when I quit eating chicken one time, he's like, my husband, my, my wife doesn't eat chicken. She, when she quits something, she quits. <laughs> I was like, that is it. And, and there was one night I got home at like 2.30 in the morning and I had to be up really early and I couldn't figure out how to do the meditation, the pineal gland, and actually get some sleep. And I've, I've gone to bed at midnight and still woken up and had to be up at seven. Like that doesn't bother me. This was like, I was only going to get 90 minutes of sleep and I'm like, that might be a little rough. 
I was not okay the next day. And I was like, okay, great lesson. I see the value of, of getting up and doing this. And also I wasn't someone who was sleeping at that hour. Well, anyway, I was tossing and turning. I wasn't okay. I go back into bed and it's like this magic cloud takes my body and I feel so good. So I had to go back up and look. Um, I had to go back and look up the some of the benefits and it's like that Valium chemical that yeah, cr is yeah. created in your body. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I'm high. Yeah. That was actually one of the reasons why I didn't do that meditation that night because I'm like, I can't wake up and be high because if yeah. a 90 minute might not be enough yeah. to get up from. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But I understand. now it's like, I, that's not enough. I have to do a morning and evening and afternoon and now I can't do them all, all the time. Yeah. But I'm rotating. I do my walkings on the weekends, well, the and I feel on top of the world. Well, the walking meditation was, you know, I created that meditation, those meditations, because I wanted to practice with my eyes open. I wanted to start standing up. The same thing I do sitting down. I want to start standing up. I want to self-regulate. I want to change my emotional cycle. I remember I'm a creator. I got to get heart and brain working together here. Okay, now this is, this is who I want to be. Okay, now let me open my eyes. And just like an actor, an actress, let me walk in the, let me practice doing this with my eyes open. Let me, let me embody this. Let me become this. Let me habituate this. Let me feel how it feels like. How am I going to walk? How am I going to breathe? This is important because when you're responding and reacting to your life and habituated, you have a very different structure, a different, different yeah. posture, different breath, different everything. So we're giving people an opportunity to actually say, just like you said, that is it. This is who I'm leaving behind. And people who say that many times have tremendous changes in their biology and tremendous changes in their brain patterns just in an hour look like a completely different person. That's, yeah. that's what it takes, that firm decision to decide who you're going to leave behind is so important because that becomes a moment in time that you never forget. Mm -hmm. And the stronger the emotion you use to make that decision, the more you'll remember it. That's how you create a long-term memory. And that's a big explosion in the quantum field. You're branding that information into your brain and you're conditioning your body. You're giving your body a sample, a taste of the future. And it's a, the body's responding to your mind. That's, that's an event, right? Yeah. So that's what people say. I remember exactly when I made up my mind to change. That's mm -hmm. exactly what it takes to change. Yeah. I know. I know things are changing. I know. Um, it was funny also, fun fact, when I did my first walking meditation and I opened my eyes the first time, you were right there. <laughs> and you're looking at me like, ah! <laughs> it was funny. All right, friends, we're going to leave that right there because that's a lot of information. And we did end up talking for two hours. And I'm so grateful he gave us all that time. Me too. So uh, we're going to leave that right there. And uh, tomorrow you'll hear part two. Um, and and Kelsey, tell them what they're in store for in part two. Oh my gosh, part two, Maria. I loved, we talked about how to relax your heart, mm. which that was, it was funny. I asked the question and Pooja was like, that's what I was going to ask. And I always love when that happens because you'll do that so often with me where I'm like, yes, I'm so glad she asked that. So we're learning how to relax the heart because he taught us that you, if you have a relaxed heart, but then like an active mind, then it's like, what did he say exactly? Relaxed in your heart, but awake in your brain. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. So anyways, we learn how to relax your heart. We learn how um, health is about balance. We learn about panic attacks. Ooh, thoughts can make you sick and well. Thank you, Pooja. Mm -hmm. A lot. We really covered everything. Guys, it's a, so it's much. amazing. Um, there was a whole fight or flight conversation. Ooh, yeah, that was good. Too. That was really powerful. And I think in both. But um, don't forget to hit subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. If you loved this episode, consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll leave a... Um, 
a link to that in the summary of this episode. And in the meantime, as we always say, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.